And in three, two, one. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Investment Property Income Podcast. My name is Jeff Eady. Joining me today is, uh, how do I describe this man? Um, well, it's Jonathan Tilger. <laughs> Jonathan is one of Canada's leading mortgage brokers and a good friend of mine. Jonathan, welcome to the podcast today, sir. How are you? I'm excellent, Jeff. Yourself? I'm good, thanks. And thanks for uh, trying to mess me up on the intro there. I really appreciate that. So uh, I, I, I saw you looking away. I threw you off for a change. It doesn't happen often, but I threw you off today. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, talking is definitely one of my uh, natural born skills. But uh, <laughs> when, when somebody's trying to mess with me, it, it, it's a little tough. So anyhow, <clears throat> wanted to talk about uh, today's topic, which is the variable versus fixed rate mortgage. This is actually a really interesting one to me because I remember a few years ago when I did have my mortgage license and I was trying to uh, to break into the world, um, telling people rates were like three and a half percent on, uh, you know, typically for the, the, the A lender kind of customer. And everybody's saying, oh, lock in. They're never going to be lower than this. And here we are. <laughs> I feel bad for anybody who was stuck on a fixed rate back then. So why don't you talk a little bit about where rates are at today and what, you know, why they've gotten to where they are over the last few years. And then we can talk about, you know, the benefits of I, I would imagine a fixed rate would be good right around now. However, that's what people were saying three years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, rate, rate rates right now, um, it seems every time, and, and I've, I've stuck my foot in my mouth a few times because every time I say, hey, based on what's going on, they couldn't get lower and suddenly they're lower, they're lower, they're lower. And it really, it's, we've been in, I'll say since 2008, it just seems that every time things start recovering, rates start rising, something's happening on the global scale that is causing the rates to drop back again. Obviously, 2008, we had the whole mortgage loan collapse in the U.S., as which, which rates dropped as a result. And, and why do rates fluctuate? Um, it really comes down to... It, start, it starts at government level where central banks will lower their overnight lending rates, which will affect prime rates uh, to stimulate the economy. Stop there one second and just define what an overnight rate is versus what a banking rate is. So my understanding is that the central bank prints all of the, they get all of the money from uh, um, the mint, the Canadian mint, and then they distribute it to all of the banks. Now, are they lending it to the banks or are they just setting the lending rates? Uh, the, 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 the central, as far as the, 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 the rate they set, they're just setting that. Uh, so what the overnight lending rate, it's the late, it's the, it sets the rate that essentially the banks will lend to each other to cover off, basically to balance out their books. So at the end of every day, the, they have to go through and they've got to balance out looking at, hey, we've lent out this much, we've taken in this much. They got to balance that out because they can't have lent out more than, more based on their leverage rules, more than they've taken in. So they, they will then turn around and go to the other the other banks and essentially they will all work together to balance themselves out. So the overnight lending rate <laughs> dictates wow. what, what rate is being charged when they're borrowing from another from basically another financial institution. 
So it, it's a whole complex process. That side there, I'm not involved with. I'm, I'm not an expert on it. I'm not going to claim to be, but but essentially- no, it just that, helps to have a little bit of clarity on why they set that rate, because that's not the rate we get from the banks. It's like the exchange rate that you, you see posted and then what you actually get at the bank are two totally different things. Completely the case. So in any event, so what goes on is that to help stimulate the economy, the central bank will drop their rates in times when they're trying to say, hey, listen, the economy needs some injection. And that's one of the tools they have to help stimulate the economy by dropping by dropping lending rates. It allows it allows businesses to borrow at less expensive uh, get capital at less expensive rates, which allows them to to get better returns on what they're doing, helps them grow and helps them re-inject essentially that money back into the economy. So that's just one of the tools. So as we've gone through really a period the last, I'd say about 13, 14 years where it has been, as I said, the, the 2008, the savings and loan through the early like 2011, 12, 13, 14, we had all the things happening with Brexit and these different things happening with, uh, with, with various economies in, in Europe. And as a result, because we are so global now, when something happens there, it trickles through and it affects our lending rates because as they're dropping rates, it drops bond rates across the board, which affects mortgage rates. So, and right now, obviously, sounds like a whole domino shell it, game. <laughs> it, it, it completely is. Um, and right now, right now, the last, uh, really the last year with everything going on with COVID, it has been, uh, I mean, the Canadian government's announced not till about 2023 until they anticipate raising, raising the rates back up again. So, so again, they, they've dropped these to help, to help businesses who are borrowing money, to help the everyday person who's borrowing money, help them get things a little less expensive, again, to help keep the economy going. So this is <clears throat> a very interesting thing to me. I recently rewatched The Big Short, and I remember Steve Carell talking to an exotic dancer about um, the investment properties that she had, and she wasn't aware that they had an adjustable rate, and when the rate uh, went up, she could be paying, you know, three, four, five hundred times more a month for her mortgages. I know that we have adjustable and variable rates here. Is that possible for Canadians? What what they're talking about was a completely different thing, and that was that was essentially a product linked with a teaser rate on it. Yes, it had an adjustable period, but what we're talking about sort of when we're talking about the Canadian market and and a variable or adjustable rate, it's a different thing. So that had a teaser rate where, okay, we'll give you a rate of 2% for the first year. You're signing in for a five-year term. After that first year, it's gonna jump up to seven. And so that that's where, and that was part of, I'll just say, a deceptive thing where they could present to the client saying, hey, listen, here's what it is. Here's your rate, here's your payment. They're like, that's great, that's great, that's great. If they can, but when it jumped to seven, they just couldn't afford it. And also helped by the books, they could qualify it because they could only qualify that two rate. As I said, that stuff there's not around. So what, so what we're talking about with the variable here is more just, it's tied in with that overnight lending rate. So as that rate goes up or goes down, then your rate will adjust, uh, not necessarily immediately, but generally Generally, accordingly, meaning that if it go if the overnight lending rate goes up to a quarter by a quarter point, then yours will probably move by that within thirty to forty five days of that happening. 
Okay, so let's go with the, the ultimate question. Dun, dun, dun. Fixed rate or variable, which is better? Well, you know my answer. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Boy, I didn't and, see that one coming. <laughs> and it really, it really comes down to, it really comes down to the client I'm speaking with, what their purpose is. Um, also, obviously, they. I'll always get that asked that question, which which makes more sense. So there's a few things you got to look at. First of all, with with the variable. First question, if you're signing up for a mortgage, if you got noticed tomorrow that uh, that next month your payment's going up, how would you feel about that? Nobody'd be happy about that. Yeah, nobody'd be happy with it. Um, so that's one of the questions. It's saying, well, I'm not happy. I remember there was, there was a young person I was speaking with uh, set up a mortgage four years ago, and she just looked and she says, I, that would terrify me. All right. If you're using the word terrify, then that is probably <laughs> not the right averse. product for you. So, so part of it's looking at the risk aspect. I mean, if you go historically, historically, someone who's gone variable has fared better over, over call it a 10-year period. So they've done a little now, bit. Now, is that the last the 10 years or is that all of history? We're, we're, just, we're just talking in general. That, that's, what, that's what the stats say. Uh, saying that over the, especially the last, especially the last few years and right now, Right now, I, I, you want to look at, I'll call it risk reward. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if we look at, let's just talk about an insured mortgage. You're getting a, a five-year insured mortgage, variable versus fixed. The fixed insured rate, about 1.59%. The variable, about, you can maybe get about 1.4 to 1.5. So I look risk reward. I don't see there being a big payoff going variable because right now the overnight lending rates, I think at zero, so it can't go down any lower. So that variable rate will not drop. Um, they have announced, okay, well, 2023, it most likely won't go up. That might change. Uh, but it, it, so I say for, for that small savings, is it worth that risk? So there's a couple of things I want to talk about there. Well, one, I would totally agree, um, especially getting into if you if you're on a, a, a very stable income, say a union job or a, a government job where you know exactly what your, your payments are every month, that's going to help you immensely. Uh, something where you're commission based, well, maybe you want to pay a little more next or a little less one month, you know, those, those things definitely come in. But the other thing I want to talk about, you said that the overnight lending rate is at zero right now. And that it can't get any lower. I do remember reading an article. I don't remember which country it was, like Sweden or Norway, somewhere in that uh, area. They were actually into a negative interest program with their clients. I didn't really understand it. Have you seen that at all before? Um. I know there have been situations where that has happened. I think believe it happened with, with uh, the Japanese economy. As you say, some, uh, some European countries, it, it, it's probably happened with as well. Um, so I, I, I can't comment much on that. I mean, we're pretty close to that. I, th I, think, I think it's actually close to a quarter percent as far as in Canada right now, but it, it, it's around the zero market. It really has nowhere, nowhere much lower to go outside of going negative. I can't comment on what happens, what drives it to go negative. But, yeah. but essentially, that, that's, where, that's where they will charge you interest to hold money in the bank. And so I look and say, well, that's where I think if I'm charging interest to hold money in the bank, I'm going to cash my money out when I get it. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's <clears throat> well, I, I heard it on mortgages, though. It was basically they were almost paying you to have a mortgage. I don't I don't believe that would happen. And I'm just saying that because if you look and say the don't overnight fight lending me on rate, this. don't yeah. fight. No, I've been wrong before, but I, I did read this article. Actually, a good uh, realtor friend of mine sent it to me. It was in a Nordic country. It was a few years ago. I, I really want to fact check this because it was something that it, it sounded to, it was like half a percent. But it was basically, if you get a mortgage with you, we're going to pay for you to have a mortgage. And to me, it looked like they were just trying to get assets on their books and basically allowing their clients to, to take a reduction in payment over a multitude of years. <clears throat> You're looking at me blankly. Eh? Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know about that part. I can't okay. comment on that. So I'm. <laughs> so uh, in next week's episode, we're going to talk about. <laughs> I'm not always wrong. fun talking with you, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> so, let's get back into fixed versus variable. Um, what uh, what happens when you've got a fixed rate and the interest rate drops as much as it as much as it has over the last few years? It's a couple of points, which is significant. I mean, it doesn't affect your monthly payment massively. But it would affect your payment. And let's say you locked in three to five. Well, let's say three years ago and you got a five-year mortgage and you're at three and a half, seeing this one and a half coming out. Is there anything you can do about it or are you just stuck to the end of your term? Well, the only thing you could do is, is, is you could go to, go to break it. And get, but uh, that's where the interest rate differential, that's where it will kick in. So essentially the savings you would get to just switch the mortgage over, those would be, those would essentially be gone because that would be in the, in the mortgage penalty to get out of your current term. So it'd just be a waste of money. Or a waste pretty, of time, pr pr pretty much, but that's where you've got to look. You've got to look, and this is where having a good mortgage broker who can actually break down the cost for you so you understand what those costs are to, uh, to break it and make sure, make sure that the numbers make sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what is that? You, you, you did talk briefly about variable versus um, adjustable there's a bit of a difference there. You said something about, um, and you didn't say that you said this before the podcast, something about um, one of them charges you uh, differently monthly. Like the, I think you said the adjustable. No, the, the payments don't say that. I'll, I'll let it, you explain it. Okay. okay. <laughs> it, it, it really comes down to, uh, and there are only a handful of lenders who do this. And it comes down to the policy of the lender. It's not, well, I want to do it this way versus this way. It's the policy of the lender where they've got, uh, they've got, Instead of having the the pay what you're paying monthly adjust if the rate drops goes up or goes down, they're just they set the payment based on what it was when you set the mortgage up, and it remains that throughout the term. So if the rate goes up, uh, then the payment will remain the same. You're just paying more interest out of your payment and less principal. If it goes down, it's it's the opposite where you're paying more principal and less interest out of your payment. Hmm, that's so, interesting. That, so, that, that could be advantageous. Yeah. So the, there are a handful of lenders who do do that. So if it's a feature that you'd like to have, then have the discussion and, uh, and as I said, talk to your mortgage broker, uh, have the discussion and find out uh, and find out where that is and what the rates are for that. Cause be just, and it's not so much the, well, the rates different going that versus the other, it just comes down to what's the rate at that lender who offers that option versus the, versus other other lenders who, well, the, uh, the payment adjusts with your, with the rate. 
So I know we've talked about uh, A, B, and P lenders, or <laughs> a, a lenders, B lenders, C lenders, private lenders. Um, real quick question about that. Obviously, I know there's no such thing as a variable or fixed rate when it comes to, uh, well, I guess there is fixed when it comes to private lenders, because you're only paying that uh, interest only. Are there variable and fixed rates available through B lenders? Uh, there are definitely fixed rates, and there are a handful of B lenders who do offer a variable. Okay. So there is some option for people out there if, if they don't qualify for the banks. There, there are, yes. Okay, fantastic. I think we've exhausted all of my uh, questions. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about uh, before we sign off here? Uh, really just when you're, when you're looking at your mortgage, you're setting, whether you're buying, buying a property, buying your first property, buying your 10th property, uh, or, or just renewing a mortgage, refinancing a mortgage, it's important to look at the term and important to look because and it, this comes, a big part comes back to the penalty and one of the things you want to consider because that's going to tie in with the term and there is a big difference in the penalty variable versus fixed. With most variable, it's a set three months interest and that's it. With fixed, that's where you could have the interest rate differential come into play. So the, the times I look and say and really encourage clients that variable is probably their best option. Um, subject obviously to the risk tolerance and everything else is if, if they're saying, well, I'm getting into this property and there's a, a good chance that two years in, I might want to sell the property. Okay. Then variable might be a good option or a shorter term fixed. So you can really reduce or eliminate your penalty. Mm -hmm. You know what? I lied. Uh, one last thing, just because we've touched on it before, can you just briefly go over that, uh, um, uh, interest rate, uh, what do you call it? <laughs> interest rate differential. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, just just kind of explain that that the interest rate uh, differential. So so going back to the to the example you're talking about, you've got five years or three years ago, you you got a five year term at three and a half percent. There's two years left on it. Uh, let's just say you got a five hundred thousand dollar mortgage. So there's two years left. You're saying, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna break the mortgage. I'm selling the property. I'm gonna break the mortgage, or I'm gonna refinance the mortgage. Well, what is the current? So what the lender would look and they'd say, what's our current two-year rate? So let's just say that two-year rate is at one and a, <clears throat> one and a half percent. So they'll say, well, you're at three and a half percent that for those remaining two years, we can lend that back out at one and a half percent. So there's a 2% difference. So we're going to charge you a 2% penalty times two years. So it'll be a 4% penalty on your $500,000 mortgage. So 4% times $500,000 is $20,000. Yeah, that's a hefty little uh, uh, penalty for wanting to save a couple points, which you're yes, not it is. saving. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Thanks for clearing that up, Jonathan. I appreciate that. <sighs> Anything else? I think we're good for today. I, I, I think we're good. Yes. All right. Thank you so much for your time, Jonathan. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you'd like to be a guest on this show and get some of your mortgage questions answered or find out if you're able to qualify for a mortgage, by all means, shoot us an email at uh, ipincome at amortgageplan.com. We'd be happy to answer any of your questions there or have you on the show. Or if you uh, haven't, if you're listening to the this on one of the many platforms we're starting to upload to. Uh, you can go to investmentpropertyincomebook.com, download a free copy of the book. And uh, as always, I'm grateful that you're listening. I'm grateful to have you here, Jonathan. Thank you so much. Have a fantastic day. Thanks a lot. And you too, Jeff. Take care. Okay. <laughs>